0: Welcome to Moran Talmud, the podcast where we explore the depths of Jewish philosophy through the lens of Moran Avukhiman and the great Jewish philosophers. Join us as we delve into the intricacies of the Talmud and gain a deeper understanding of various Sugar’s in Shas. So tonight I would like to talk about still we're gonna talk about Tom. I think the third and last part about time, And today we're gonna to talk about the future. So before we before we get there, we're gonna discuss and I'd like to come out with is a is a Pshat in Braira. So the concept of Braira is basically like this. And this is a this is a mission in kitchen, it's just a very nice Example, I think, of what prayer is. And the to sense of sin, to see. So, the mission in getting is talking about that a woman needs, or a man, when you writes a get for a woman, has to have in mind the exact woman he's writing for. Okay? It has to be written for that woman. So, if he was, he, if he's, um, if he overhears someone else writing a get for, for, for a woman, who, and he, Happens to be that guy's the same name as him, is the same, and uh, she has the same name as his wife. Not, uh, it's, it's, it's not a good get because the get wasn't written specifically for his wife. The missioner says more than that. Um, so, well, that's basically any time where you that that's the, the basic idea. Any time you say you have a woman, ah, well, this, the woman's got the same name as me, and the same name. I've got the same name as him. It's not a good get. Says the mission in the bold, Yetir Mikan, more than this. Hayuloshtenashim, the Shemoteem Shavot, he had two wafs, and their names happened to be the same names. So when he writes the Sagethi, he's gonna write the exact same thing for for either waf. Katav Gauzhba He wants to he wrote to Bimagaresh the the older waf and uh, he can't be Magarish the younger waf. Yet Mikan, and this is what need more than this, Amalavla. He wrote to the sofa, he said to the sofa Khtov La Aizha Ete Egarish Ktov wrote it, La Aizha Ertza Egarish, whichever one I want, whichever one I decide, I'm going to I'm going to be Magarish, I'm going to I'm going to divorce. Posal Lagarishpa, it's possible to it's possible to um to be Magarisha because this guess was not written lishma." Okay, so every get has to be written in way. So now we have a concept called Brera, And this is just, it's just a nice way to explain Brera Brera means like this. When you decide, when you say, I'm going to do something, so that, and, and I'm going to, and the decision will be made in, in a while. So for example, another nice example would be, let's say, I'm going to buy a house. And I come to you and I say to you, please, I want to buy your, the house. And you're selling, maybe you're selling blocks of flats. So you have two flats with the exact same one. Um, well, they're very similar And I say, you know, I want to buy one of them at the same price Here's the money I'm going to buy whichever one my wife wants She's going to come next week And she's going to decide and look at which flat and I want Whichever one she chooses They are the exact same price So whichever one she chooses, I want Says the uh, So for example, that kind of case That's an example of, of Brayra Which means, right now, I don't have I don't know which house I want Right now, I don't know which woman I want to divorce, but it will be an We will, we will. Uh, it will be revealed. It will be decided in the future. So that that is prayer. Okay, that's the concept of prayer. And to, uh, this is a machlokes. The concept of prayer is a machlokes amongst amongst the whether Yesh prayer or ein braira, whether there is prayer or there isn't prayer. Which means whether you can do something that will be decided in the future certainly not for a get uh, certainly not for a get and the, even in the in the toyspah's Rats by on the Gemara over there that even according to the opinions that hold the prayer, that hold the get specifically a bad example it's just a nice example because it's clear what's happening here but it's actually not such a good example but but toismas, so toismas says that even according to the opinions that hold the prayer, in this by the case of a get it won't work but normally you have tanaim amaraim sorry hold that you can you, you can you can let's say do something now that will be revealed in the future what you actually did, or which one of the two you chose, and, and the, some of the Amarim say you can't, you can't do that you can't look at something now, you can't do an action now that will be revealed in what, what will be later by what you choose later, so just to look at another mission, Erevin, because this is just to see there's a difference to write it, the Gemara says, Mahna adam If Adam al If A person makes a tznai on his Eruv and says, goyim If the goyim, if the marauding, these the, the marauding armies come from the uh, from the west uh, from the east, then Eruv My Ayruv is going to be to the east, which means normally a person has a tchum. A person is allowed to go two thousand amos from their house on Shabbos. So, because they're allowed to go two thousand Amas from their house on Shabbos. But if they want to extend that, they can make their house the end of the two thousand amas, and make let's call it their house, their base, two thousand amas away by making an aro of um, by making an aro of what what's called. So you put, you'd have to put food there, and in a place, and you'd make that you make that your house for shabbos. So a person now would go, goes ahead, and he puts two aroves. He puts an of in the west, and an arove in the east. He says, if the goyim come from the east, my eruv is going to be to the west, so I can go to the west, I can escape the west. If they come from the, from the west, I'm going to my eruv, my house is going to be to the east, so I can escape to the east. Because you can only have one house. So a person can be matne, he can decide, he's going to make it snay, which way is he going to go? Is he going to go to the east, is he going to go to the west? He doesn't know. Right now comes Erev Shabbos, the time where he has to decide where his house is, where his abode is for Shabbos. He doesn't know. But he can say, whichever way they come, I'm going to... I'm going to... And it says the Mishnah more that in if they, if they come from both directions, to the direction that I want to go, I'll choose. I will decide at the time. I will decide tomorrow if they come. And if they don't come... Um, from any directions I'm going to be like a person in my city I'm, I'm going to live at home and My abode will be my home So this is a classical case of prayer Something in the future will decide the present Carries on the mission and says If a, the sage comes from the from the east uh, My idol is going to be to the east From the west My is going to be to the west From both sides Whichever chacham I want Etc, etc, etc And that's the Okay, we can leave the rest, and that is the basic idea. Why would he ever want to make his house the the, the, the place where he's resident? He just loses, he Can make his no. The cause, case. Cause, Why would he ever want to make that, the, he's got quite good, option Because he wants to go 2,000 dollars this way also. But he's got something there, he's got something there, he should either choose this or this, he should never choose that. Maybe he wants to go both now. He wants to go visit his cover over oh. here, his cover over here, and if he makes this one. Oh, So that's a, that's the case of that's that's a, that, those are the two cases really of brayer and just to point out this is based on the Rambam but based on the Gemara in beta, That that um, if we look at the Rambam here from Arubin Peretchet Um let's go from uh, just to see what he what he pascans here it's just very important he says in the middle dava from okay. So therefore, oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't actually quote the whole thing properly. Yeah. But basically, the halacha is, is quoted, the Rambam, has quoted in more beta that any time where it's a drabonin, we say yes brera means you can have brera, means you can evaluate, you can you can decide something, you can do something now, and that will be decided later. But in a case of a doraita, any doraita case, we say a brera, and the, which means whatever you do now, if you haven't decided specifically what that is, what is the what it's actually talking about It won't work It won't be greater So therefore When I say I want to buy my house Okay Buying a house might be different Because you can make any Any Tznai a woman As it calls it You can make any condition About money But if, if Let's say inheritance Inheritance could be different Or When a person says I want my get Even because it's not so simple Like closest, I'm going to make a get I'm going to I'm going to write a get For whichever woman I want there's something in that parasha. So if it's any time a writer, it will be say einbrera, and because einbrera means you cannot reveal, you cannot decide something in the future, you you cannot do something now that will only be decided in the future. So, to understand this, we need to understand a little bit about the future, and what is the future, and how do we talk about the future? The the first place I think to to start is Aristotle. So Aristotle, when he discusses, he discusses one, the, the issue, and he discusses the issue of the future. Now, one of the big issues of the future is a deterministic problem, or a free will problem. I don't want to get too much into free will, but just to, to understand the future, we have to understand a little bit of free will. And the question is like this. If I do something in the future, or if I know now, if I know now that something will happen in the future, then I don't have free will. If it's true right now that something will happen in the future... Then it's true right now. Then, then it's true right now. So therefore, I don't have free will because it's determined. It's a deterministic thing. Now Aristotle had an issue because Aristotle believed, which is probably still true today, even though I think there are those that argue. And I'll tell you the one argument because it's just fascinating to me. Is Aristotle believed that every statement that you make in a logical sense is either true or not true? Okay, there's an excluded middle. What he called the law of the excluded middle. Which means something in a logical sense, either true or not true. For example, when I say this is square, it's either square or not square. There's no middle. So when I say something is either true or false, that is the that every statement needs to be either true or false. Now, the, the problem is that then you get stuck in a deterministic world. In what way? I say right now, that and this is the example Aristotle brings. I say that there will be a sea battle tomorrow. There either will be or there won't be. Okay, I don't have I don't have a middle. There's no other options. Every statement is either true or false, and I'm making a definitive statement. There will be one tomorrow, or there will not be a sea battle tomorrow. When I make that definitive statement. It's either true or false, which means if it's either true or false, it means it's determined what it will be because logically everything that you say should have. The, every statement is either true or false So fascinatingly enough I actually saw a, a very interesting argument In the contrary doesn't really affect us here yeah, But I find it fascinating So I'm going to share it anyway by is, um, is a man named Graham Priest So he says like this He says in theory you can say two things That logically disagree and can both be true He says how can that be He says for example if I make a statement If I write a book and I write lots of chidushim doesn't use that word I write lots of Kiddushim in my book. Unbelievable khidushim. And I can write in the introduction of the book. When I write my introduction, I can write. I wrote unbelievable khidushim in this book. I truly believe every one of them is true. But I also can believe that not all of them are true. In the fact that, and we, you can argue with this, but I find it fascinating that you can say, each one of them on their own, I believe to be true. But I also believe, that not all of them are true. Because there's no way that I wrote so many Kiddushim, unbelievable Kiddusha Torah, and all of them are 100% true. Because they're all revolutionary, or whatever it would happen to be. So therefore, I can have, I can write, one line apart from each other, and be, and be a logical human being. I write, I believe each one of these is true, but I do not believe that they're all are true. So that's why I just found it a fascinating. Yeah. Okay. But no, that's the thing. So you can say things that are logical in their own draft, but are illogical and said together, but still you are a logical human being. Opinion. Pardon? A... No, no, not even an opinion. Like you, can, you can truly believe two things that are logical. Yeah, I mean, you can argue with his opinion. I mean, that, that is, you can argue with that. But that's it. But the basics is when you say make a statement, you're making a statement that says, yes, that's either true or false. That's the basics. So, now how can it be that when right now I say there will be a sea battle tomorrow, it's either true or false, and therefore there's a deterministic, therefore logically it should be determined already now, because it's either true or false now, and therefore we should, it should be determined already, and therefore we would theoretically live in a deterministic world. Now, Aristotle was trying to argue for free choice, which is what the Jewish way is, as we know from the Mission of Precaris. And therefore, we need to. That's the first nice thing I've heard about Aristotle. No, it is. It is. I, I think that Rambam writes beautifully nice things about him. Okay. He writes what well, a sage he was, what well, a wise There's man he nice was, well, wonderful. It, yeah. but but so far this is this is uh the beautiful thing and, and what he's trying to do. So therefore he comes out. Okay. Um, so just to read from a bit, bit above where we bolded. and the same account holds for contradictories. Everything necessary is or is not, and will be or will not be. But one cannot divide and say that one or the other is necessary. I mean, for example. That it is necessary for there to be or not to be a sea battle tomorrow. But it is not necessary for a sea battle to take place tomorrow, nor for one not to take place. So it is necessary for one to take place or not to take place. So he is saying what's called a contingent truth, let's call it, a contingent statement. There are two types of statements, two types of things in the world the things that are necessary and the things that are contingent. Something that is necessary means you cannot have it, you cannot be without it. Two plus two. Is necessary, it's a necessary truth. It is impossible to live in a world where 2 plus 2 is not 4. Okay, it's just logically impossible. The fact that maybe that the, this wall is what is contingent, it happens to be true, it does not have to be that way. The world could be this, everything else could be the same with this wall being that. It's not forced, so God is the only contingent, sorry, the only necessary being. Everything else in the world could theoretically be different. Maybe there's facts in the world that couldn't be different. Could two plus two be, two plus two be five? Probably not. But God is the only necessary being. So therefore, that you cannot have a world, you cannot imagine a world, you cannot picture a world without God. Any world that you picture would have God, and therefore God is a necessary being. That is an example of a necessary, a contingent is something that could be or could not be. So it says Aristotle: Every future event that has a choice, do I have a sea battle or do I not have a sea battle tomorrow? says that it is necessary that one of the two is true. That either there will or there will not be a sea battle tomorrow. But it is contingent. It must be, each one of those is contingent. Which means each one of those is possible. And I could imagine a world where there is a sea battle tomorrow. I can imagine a world where there is no sea battle tomorrow. But I cannot imagine a world where, there, where, there, where it's not true that there either is or is not a sea battle tomorrow. And therefore, therefore the statement that I'm making, it's a contingent truth. But therefore, Aristotle actually comes out and he says a very interesting thing. When I talk and when I make statements about the future, when I make statements about the future, in reality what I'm doing is I'm mislabeling. I'm using, I'm using terms that aren't actually true. In, in, in That not untrue, that aren't, sorry, that aren't applicable. So for example, if I tell you my laptop is not hungry, you would think it's true, but it's not true. The word hungry is not applicable to a laptop. It's not true or false. It just is not applicable. It's not something that you can say. My laptop is not hungry or not hungry. It just, it's, the words don't, don't connect. So therefore, when I talk about the future, when I talk about the future, I can talk about the potential of the future, but I cannot talk about, I cannot talk, let's say, logically and in, I, I'm not, I'm not saying a true or false statement about the future. And my statement is neither true nor false. It's just not applicable. So it might be that, in, that when we communicate, I'm communicating with you, but I'm not actually saying a logically true or false statement. I'm saying something that basically what I'm saying is that the either world will, will not be a sea battle tomorrow in that sense, which is not saying much because you cannot know it to be true. So now this is this is also the Rambam's take. As we look here. Um, in the source here, yeah, Milot Haigayon, which is the Rambam wrote a book, it's a, it's a book on logic, based on Aristotelian logic. Um, and in this book, he's very much, I'm saying that this isn't where he, he own kiddushim so much, this is quite a, I think, as far as I understand, it's quite a straightforward take on Aristotelian logic. But he also goes with this idea. Um, and he says that, for example, when we say that Ruvain when he's born, he says he's going to be a writer Or he's not going to be a writer That sentiment is called Efshari Bermet It's truly possible Okay It's a truly possible statement It is not true or not false And even when And this is also true Even when it comes out That Ruvain becomes A writer or not a writer But in essence, it is always truly possible It is not actually, but it is not actually true, even when he does become a writer, if I say he's going to become a writer. Okay, but if, okay, but if, uh, I didn't put the English in nicely here, but if, if I have, for example, if I say that Ezra is, is a rata, okay, when right now he's a rata, that's not called possible, that's called definitive, that is a definitive statement, okay, that the possibility is realized, Okay? But therefore, there's no more possibility. So, whenever I say a statement about the future, I'm never saying a realized statement. I'm not saying anything that is right now true or false. I'm saying it's something that is a possibility. It is truly possible or not truly possible, but it is only a possibility. What's very interesting here, if you look in the translation, fascinating thing also, is the Rambam, when he wrote it in Arabic, he actually used Arabic names. So, in the Hebrew translations, just a fascinating side point, in the Hebrew translations, they translate and they use names like Ruvain and Shimon and Levi or whatever, and they put in their own names, but that's the Hebrew translation of Ibn Tibbon and the other translators, but in the Arabic itself he used like Arabic's names, like Zaid and I can't pronounce them, right? but like he used like he just was taking Arabic names, which is also just a very interesting sound point, but so, so we see from here that the Ramam holds that the future and as far as I'm understanding it it means that the future, as we said is possible now, does the future, and this is really, we go now to the next stage, is does the future exist? Is there an existence already of the future? So now when we ask, can Hashem know the future? Is there free will? In that, does Hashem, we say, is omnipotent. And Hashem is all-powerful. And Hashem knows everything. So does He know the future? Then in theory, He should know the future, because He knows everything. But if, Hashem, but if that's true, then how can I have free will? Because Hashem already knows it. And this is the famous free will dichotomy. So just very interestingly, the Ra'al Bag takes one approach, which is quite radical and revolutionary. And that approach is that there is no future, not to say that there won't be a future, but right now the future does not exist and I can, and therefore, I have full free will and Hashem is the ultimate computer, he knows what he wants to happen, and he calculates in theory there are he'll make sure that what he wants to happen, happens happens because he can calculate all the options and all the possibilities and all so and if we have computers today that can calculate to have a million things a second or whatever it is. Hashem's the ultimate computer. He can calculate all that. And he can guess, because most people stay true to themselves. Most people don't change so much. But a person has a craft to make any change. A person has a craft, especially when there's, let's say, certain things are open. We can They can have the craft to make those changes. Does Hashem knows the future or not? Pardon? So everyone oh, does not know, know the future. Hashem does not know the future. Now you're going to ask me, isn't that, isn't that limiting Hashem's omnipotence? And he'll tell you, no, it's not. A per, for, for someone to not be able to do the impossible yeah. is not a lack in his omnipotence he cannot, Hashem cannot make 2 plus 2 equal 5, it is impossible it is logic. Hashem cannot make and this is answers the question of can Hashem make a stone that he cannot lift no he can't and the fact that he cannot do the impossible is, does not limit his omnipotence Okay, and that, that idea is, is true whether, sorry, whether we discuss the future or not The fact that you can't do the impossible Like the absolute impossible There is some ideas in Hasidus That some Hashem could In theory, I think they say That Hashem could make 2 plus 2 equal 5 But I do not understand that Because 2 plus 2 Well, you've you got four. the center of the, of the Kodosh Gaudotian Where the, 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 the dimensions of the inside and the outside Don't actually work out, right? Yes but that is that is a, a, a space and measurement. and Yeah, maybe you're right Maybe Hashem can do the impossible. You see no, from there. Yeah. No, no, I like that idea. It's very interesting. But I don't know how you can make two political factors. It's logically impossible. It's not just physically impossible. Hashem runs the physical world. Yeah, and therefore, you can do anything different. physically. Yeah. Something that's logically impossible, I don't know. I don't know if you can do. Okay. The next idea, maybe to see, is to see the... the, the what? Maybe a, a bit of a different is Is to see... Oh, okay. Wait, just also very interesting. This Rabbi, just here, I bought the Shla, and the Shla actually seems to, to say this. the Shla basically seems to go like this Shabbat. He basically seems to say that that Hashem's knowledge does not. His knowledge only like takes effect after after you made your choice, and therefore it makes an influence on Hashem's somehow. I'm not 100% sure exactly how he's saying it It could be that he's saying it like this It could also be that he's saying it like We're going to explain the Rambam Well, I think I think in that Kibun But it could be that he's also going like this But it's a very interesting shlop I think, I think the Kibun in the Rambam is like this I think this is the Kibun in Aristotle so I, And this is how I imagine it You can have Before we go there, let's just take one more thing There is a, an idea in the world Called presentism I think i That the only thing that exists is the present. Okay? The past doesn't exist. It's finished. It's like one of those wall magnets. The past is past, and the future hasn't yet come. So the only thing that exists is the present. So now, the question on presentism is, but what about the past? Because the past happened. The past happened. You can't... To say, let's say I want to say that, uh, you know, Christopher Columbus found America in 1492. According to them, it's not true, because... It doesn't exist, 1492 in Christopher Columbus doesn't exist in Christian. So the past never happened But therefore I can't And then how can I put someone in jail Because he did something But what he did doesn't exist anymore Because the past doesn't exist Because only the present exists And Okay. There's lots of questions on this But I think the one idea to take out is very important Is that the past, let's just say within presentism The past, even though it doesn't exist But the fact that it has Does exist the world that we live in today is the effect of many pasts. Even though those past don't exist, but the lotion, the leftoverness, exists within us. Now the future doesn't exist, but the future is all the potentials in the world. So we are the, and this now we can take, I think, even to a normal, let's say a different approach, which is I think the Aristotelian approach, is that the past does exist. There is a past. And the way I see it is almost like you have, you have a tree, And the tree's got branches with all the various possible futures. And we don't know which future a person will take. Now, when you don't know, they exist. All the futures exist. But we don't know which ones people will take and how it will go. And as you go up, it's almost like you're going up the tree and pruning those futures. And you're picking the trunk. And this is the way that it's going. And therefore... And therefore, in, in, okay, we can discuss exactly, because the Rambam has a different understanding of how you have free choice and free will, which is not really for today's share, but in theory it's all about Hashem's knowledge and how, how Hashem's knowledge is different from our knowledge, which we're not really going to touch on. But the, the basic idea is, though, that in, the futures are all possibilities. They're all there. They're all possible. But I don't know which one will take, and I don't know which one will be in existence. And therefore, when I make a statement now, I'm making the statement, that either this is possible, or this is possible, both of these are possibilities, but they're not true, and therefore I cannot make a, a true statement about the future. Well, then, uh, we can see, uh, the Rashi Rashi actually has a, also a very interesting approach, it seems to be it's a big discussion about Rashi holds, but just to bring up the last source the thing, Rashi is Rashi's talking about that he's talking about people's zivots, people's, uh, okay, so Rashi says, Rashi says that, the, 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 it's very interesting, it talks about that the, um, it's Discussing the, the does does a person how a person like gets their zivug or whatever, so it says that a person's zivug is chosen, but that you can't you can't choose the the zivug, because a per, uh, he, before his creation we don't know whether he'll be good or bad, and therefore his zivug is only chosen later. The Gemara comes out that maybe the first zivug is muzzle, but then the second zivug just looked even at the last Rashi is zivug sheni lefi lezavgan lefisha and therefore, it's very hard to move the second Zivog to make the second Zivog because it's not actually almost pre programmed. The first Zivog is pre programmed, whatever, It's pre programmed muzzle. And, but the second one is already, maybe it's already a bit different. And you have to, and there's Hashem like not exactly awful but like just, you know, Sunny just moving, then matching the cards or whatever, I don't know. And that's very hard, but, but it's not so simple. And from this Rashi, it seems to imply that, that things are changing. That Hashem doesn't know everything in advance. That there is, and as I like to think of it the same way, there's the various options on the tree. And those various options get pruned as you go. So now we can understand, when you talk of future, when you talk of the future, as we said, no one, it's impossible. So why is there no brayer? And this is how we hold. We hold it there's no brayer. Why is there no brayer? Because something you, as we said, you cannot talk logically about the future. So when I say, "Directly, I want to buy a house. I want to buy the house that my wife chooses in a week's time." So that means I'm either I'm saying I'm either going to choose this house or that house, and that that is not possible because in the future, even I mean, though the future by exists, by said we can, right? moment you can because specifically you can do whatever you want by moment. In theory, in theory. Though maybe you can't, because maybe you need a Kenyan to be called. So for example, this is something that we were just the last bit that we're going to touch on, but for example there's a concept called Davoshalobala. Can you make an acquisition on something that hasn't yet come into this world? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rabbi Meir holds you can, others hold you can't. And we passkin that you cannot make you cannot make an acquisition on Davosh lobal Okay, which means that even though so even by money. It might be that you can't, and that's why probably by this house, it, you, yeah. That's uh, in theory it wouldn't work. The, the Kenyan wouldn't take effect. Okay, there wouldn't be a good Kenyan when you say, "Whichever house my wife chooses," because whatever house my wife chooses, although it is one of the futures that your wife, in theory, could choose, the future, as in, if, if we can say, future hasn't yet happened. It might be there, and I think that's the way the Ramam understands, and I think that's the way. I think to understand that but definitely. I think the Rama understands like that. The future is there. Hashem knows the future, however He knows it. But there are many options of the future that Hashem knows somehow. And therefore, the future doesn't yet exist. And therefore, we're right now. The future cannot affect what I'm doing right now. Of course, on a rabbanon level, the Rabbanan can make things work differently. The can be more mindful. There is a shiur that holds yeshprer, because there is shiur that holds that the future does exist in the way and almost like. I mean, this also gets back into the problem of free will, but there is shitters that hold that. Uh, maybe that. there's one future. The future does exist now. Whatever happens now will exist in the future. However, you got to learn it. Or you can learn maybe Brayer a bit differently. Can you can learn Yashbrero that you don't need such a definitiveness when you make a kenyan? Because part of the issue over here, you know, let's say my house, I'm going to buy this house, but when I make my kenyan, when I make my form of acquisition, I don't have any definitiveness. So maybe my acquisition doesn't take effect. But the last thing, and I think it's quite an interesting point, is if you look at the Rambam here, over there, the Rambam says, that a person cannot be makhne, he cannot make a Kenyan to his friend, on some that hasn't yet come into the world. The next, the next Rambam that I bought you, a Rambam from Perekhov Gimel, says that one who makes, the one who sells, he can sell the fruit, Okay, he can sell the fruit of his dove coat, or the fruit of his beehive, Okay, and that you cancel. So which basically it means I can not the fruit, that means the what will come from my dove coat, the, the eggs, my double, dug will my eggs, the eggs, my dove will or the honey that my bees will make. So we have to say, why can that be? How is that possible? And I think just as a side point, because that the atom is in this world. That is here right now. It might be that the I'm not selling just as a side point, it's interesting, I'm not selling the future I'm uh, sorry, I'm selling the possibility, I, well, over there what I'm doing is I'm selling the possibility of these, of these doves I'm selling the, I'm not selling you the doves that I will get, I'm selling you the possibility of these doves selling so on a level On a deraise level So what, is a cow pregnant, I can sell the baby or the cow? In, 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 you No, know, because I'm selling the cow But I could sell you I but the, could, With the dove eggs I can sell I can sell you any eggs that the dove will, the dove will, dove will, dove will lay I, geez, I, I, I can any. sell you any cows my cow will have The fruits, I cannot sell you That cow I Cannot sell you cow number two I cannot be the, the example, I cannot be M'kadesh, My son in utero To your daughter in utero I cannot be Because even though I can sell you the proceeds I can sell you the possibility Of the currently existing thing Because the currently existing thing includes within it All of its branches, all of its possibilities Any possibilities that will come from it is there, is in it, the currently existing thing. It sounds like you could say, Kalvahoma. I can tell you everything in the future, even something in 10 years time. Surely I can tell you that thing that's inside right now, it's coming out. And if you no, watch. no, okay, so in utero, maybe you can tell them, but no, I can't, because that thing doesn't yet exist. I can't make a Kenyan khala it, because there's nothing for the Kenyan to be khala. Over here, what I'm doing is, I'm selling you possibility, and I'm selling you potential. I'm selling you possibility and potential of a thing that's here right now. And to make this, and just to end up, but there's a big question by Brera that we started with by this concept of of, of, um, of something that will be decided in the future, that something, the information from the future will decide the present. There's a big question. What's the difference between Brera and a Tznai? A t'nai is anytime when you make a condition. Now, conditions work. I can make it tonight. Let's take the case of a Get. You can give an example. Your person can give a Get. On condition, I give you a Get now also. I give you a Get that's hell now. That takes place right now. But on condition that in a week's time... You eat three apples and do a backflip. How can that be? What's the difference between Braira and it's not? Brayra, we hold, aim Braira, You can't do something now. You can't do something now that will be decided in a week's time. Why can I make it tonight? Well, I do something now, I give a get. They'll only be ratified in a week's time. or only be 100% given, depending on whether... She does a, eats three apples and does a backflip or you can make it if I come if I'm not back. If I'm not back in a month, then the get takes effect but it takes effect from right now. How can that be? And I think this idea of the Dauj Lobal Oilam and this idea in the Rama is the is the is the so that once I have the I, I can't I can't gain information about the future, it's the same idea similar idea. I can't, braira is when right now I'm lacking information about what my kingdom is going to be covered. Where am I going to, what am I going to get right now? What am I going to do right now? Am I going to purchase this house or that house? And the future will decide for me almost which branches I'm going to take, which trunk, which, which way am I going. Whereas if the question is, will something happen? That will affect my current Kenyan. But right now I know what Kenyan I'm making. In the current state, I have all the information of what I need to know right now. Which is, I'm making a Kenyan on this house. I'm divorcing this woman. Whatever the case may be. Right now I know. But I don't know what will happen in the future. But it doesn't actually affect the current acquisition. I'm making you an acquisition that could work theoretically all right now. I just want you to know if something happens in the future, then it will work. If something doesn't happen in the future, it won't work. But it's it's an acquisition that the full poten- that it's not an acquisition in potential, which is what happens when I make a Kenyan now on something I don't know what it will be. It's potentially right now. It is potentially on something else. I'm making acquisition that's potentially on something else. And just to so prove if this says, point, if she says, uh, "If you say I want to buy this house on condition my wife comes and says I want to buy this house and not the other house." Then I'll buy this house and I'll buy this house number B if my wife says I want to buy this house and not the other house. So you could maybe say that. that that. There are says There are Says you can't make a condition. A condition can't be made on two separate things. You can't have one condition on two things. You can have a conjunctive condition. You can have two parts to the same condition. But you cannot have one condition that's held on two things. So, for example, you can't have. I'm gonna make a condition if my wife wants this house and buy this house and make it and if my wife wants this house and make it. You can make two separate conditions, two separate acquisitions, but then you need two separate acquisitions. You'd have to make an acquisition if my wife wants this house, I'm coining this house if my wife wants it. And uh, maybe you're going I'm coining this house if my wife wants it. But it'd have to be two separate acquisitions and two separate things, because you cannot make one sign and two things says down, well, but I'm not everyone agrees to it. and I think that would be the, the approach. But I think we can just prove this idea from Russian. So we're trying to prove that that something that has the potential the potential that's, that's really the, the but it has to be you know that it has the potential. So now if you look at Rashi over here on Gitin, this is talking about um, inheritance, the it's talking about inheritance. so it says that two brothers are as if they purchases from one another in that they and so if two brothers inherit a field together, they inherit two fields, let's say, and each one gets one field, and then at the end of the yoga, because they purchases all purchases are fields go back to the original owner. So these two fields would theoretically go back to the pot and we'd be split again by the families. But Rashi says, the ain't because we hold there's no breyre, so we don't know which field they're going to choose, which is the case over there. The ikla Because it is possible, you can see that it's the pot that this one took, was possible for his brother. There's a possibility that could go either way. I'm not, I don't know this brother is going to get it. On condition XYZ happens. There's, this one is possible to go this way. And this one is possible to go that way. You can go to this brother and go to that brother. And therefore right now it is like a Tzman. It is more similar. Sorry. It is not like a Tzman. It is not like. It is not like the case of the Raman and Perch of Gimel. By the, the potential of the Bihar. It is like an Adam Mak'ne Davar. The Chavayah D'Avr Olam. Ba'la some It doesn't yet exist. When we haven't yet decided and haven't yet chosen... Then there's it's, it's something that doesn't yet exist. There's, a, there's two forms of potential, if we can call it that. Potential for two separate kinyanim, and therefore it won't be chal, and therefore we say embraer. And that would be maybe the difference between embraer and it's nine. That Brera is two separate potentials, whereas it's is within the one form of potential within one kinyan, it just is potentially either yes or no. Okay. Thank you for listening to my Talmud. We hope you found this episode insightful and thought-provoking. As we continue to explore the philosophical concepts of Moranavukhima and the Talmud, we encourage you to share your thoughts and questions with us. Let's continue this conversation and deepen our understanding together. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in for our next episode.